everybody, Joel Junker here with another episode of the Cameron Brooks Podcast, Above and Beyond. Uh, in this episode, uh, I interview Aubrey Williams, a West Point graduate, a former Army Adjutant General Officer who is a in marketing or marketing sales type of role for Mars Pet Care. Mars Pet Care is the largest uh, pet care company. Uh, it might be the world, definitely in the United States. It's a privately held company, part of the Mars company that you're probably more familiar with, like M&M's and Mars Bars, but they have, their pet care business is a significant portion of the company. Uh, she's in Nashville, Tennessee, and she's been uh, out of the military for five years. She is uh, offers some great perspectives on, I believe, two key points in this podcast that I enjoy. Getting your MBA while working. Um, she went to Indiana University's Kelly School of Business, one, uh, probably the top uh, uh, distance learning MBA program. Uh, and then uh, she also talks about uh, work-life balance, uh, especially as she is expecting to have her, um, her first child and become a mom. So uh, I really enjoyed catching up with Aubrey. I hope you do as well. Uh, for those of you that are new to Cameron Brooks, check us out online at uh, Cameron-Brooks.com. Take a look at our book, PCS to Corporate America, 4th Edition, which you can find on Amazon, or you can read the introduction or first chapter for free online. All right, thanks. Enjoy. Aubrey, it's Joel, and welcome to the uh, the Cameron Brooks podcast. I really appreciate you taking time to, to be on the show. So if you would just start with explaining what you do at Mars and the group that you work with, Aubrey, give the listeners a little bit of background. Sure. I have been in sales at Mars Pet Care's headquarters in Tennessee for over five years now. Uh, I started out um, spending four years in our shopper marketing function, which working with retailers like Walmart, Meyer, and Publix. And then I've spent the past year working as an e-commerce account manager. So what I what I do right now is I explore what we call the click and mortar space, um, which is our traditional retailers offering e-commerce um, options like curbside pickup or home delivery for primarily grocery. And uh, on the pet, pet care side, and uh, tell the listeners that Aubrey might break in and out. She's on her cell phone because if she was at her uh, desk phone, she'd be sitting around uh, some of her peers and partners at Mars Pet Care that uh, what people may not know is that you get to bring your dogs to work. Um, mm-hmm. So you might hear a dog bark or two. So she's off in private. You can bring cats too, but the cats go off into a room kind of by themselves and play. Is that correct? <laughs> Actually, our our cats um, were adopted out to, to associates. Um, we felt like after a few years that we wanted to make sure they got to spend the majority of their lives in a, a forever home in a home environment. Uh, so now the cats... Um, Faith, Emmylou, Brooks, and Dunn all have all have new um, permanent homes with associates. So um, we, when our pet care associates, cats or dogs, are quote retired, you know, when they're um, they they leave our facilities, they're almost 100% adopted by associates here. So a lot of the dogs that sit near me uh, used to work at our uh, innovation center and were taste testing food. Oh, very interesting. And and is it true that you can also bring your pet, your dog, to work with you? Absolutely, yes. I, I think that uh, I, the most dogs that I've, that I've seen in just 
just within sight of my desk at one time is 8 to 10. And, and we've got everything from uh, from little dogs that can sit on your desk like a like a Yorkie poo um, to Great Danes. I think you guys uh, had Mark Shannon on your podcast, and he has Great Danes. <laughs> Does he really? Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, I had a Great Dane um, when I was in the Army as well. Uh, I was in Army. I was an armor officer, so his name was George Pat, and he went by George <laughs> Short. Uh, yeah. No longer with no longer with us anymore, but uh, I had a great band. They're great dogs. They are very large, though. Yeah, they're a great stress reliever in the office. I will say that's one of the perks of the job. Even though I don't have a dog, I can go up to a dog anytime I want to. How do you guys get things done with the dogs in the office? Honestly, I think that when when my customers hear a dog barking um, on the other end of the conference call. Um, it just shows that we really walk and talk what we what we believe in, which is making the world a better place for pets. So um, we believe in great pet food and, and treats that you know for for everybody. Um, and so the fact that we've got happy pets working with us, I think, makes a huge impression on the people that we work with. So you've given it us a little leave. background of given us a little background of where you are and what you're doing. Like, kind of go back in time, Aubrey. Tell us about your education. Um, I know you're a West Point graduate. Look, uh, you've gotten your MBA and a master's in marketing and also served in the military. Why don't you walk through what you've done uh, education and military-wise that's gotten you to this point so far or up to the part of Mars, and then we'll talk about your career progression at Mars. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a 2007 graduate of West Point. I was a French and Spanish and environmental engineering uh, major with my degree there, and then I commissioned as a lieutenant in the adjutant general's corps. And so I spent my five years of active duty service um, primarily in what we called S1 or adjutant roles, but really running human resources operations for my units, um, everything from awards, promotions, things like that. Um, and actually at the end of it, I, I served as a public affairs officer for my brigade. So a wide variety of roles, um, including a couple of deployments to Iraq during that time all with the 3rd Infantry Division based out of Fort Stewart, Georgia. Um, so that was that was the, the military side of things. Then I, you know, obviously I, I joined um, Cameron Brooks in, in preparing for my transition to get out of the military. And, uh, and, and once I came to Mars Pet Care, I went on to earn my MBA and my MS in marketing from Indiana University while working as an associate here. And so I, I had the, the privilege of um, being able to incorporate that into my path as well to getting those advanced degrees. Uh, and did you get your MS in marketing and MBA simultaneously? I did a dual degree course, so I, I tailored all of my electives to towards marketing because um, I was doing a lot of shopper marketing at the time, and then took additional coursework. So I was able to do them somewhat concurrently, but I did stay on a little bit of extra time to finish that second degree. How did you balance? being in marketing slash sales at Mars, obviously a very full, busy career, um, logging in a lot of hours, a lot of meetings, with simultaneously uh, getting a, you know, an MBA from probably one of the top 10 uh, executive distance learning MBA programs in, in probably in the world, really. So how did you do that? I think it it, it was a personal sacrifice, Joel. I think uh, I... Um... I really carved out a very specific 
place in, in my home that was for studying. I did my best not to bring work home in the evening so that I could focus on that coursework. And what I did often when I was on a business trip was um, make sure that I, I had an evening while I was traveling that was dedicated to that coursework. So I was I was really plugging away on my weeknights, uh, even on business trips and making the most of of those waking hours. I didn't watch as much television as I used to. And um, and I think some of my friends that, you know, were, were were thinking I was a little crazy for for turning out um turning down opportunities to go out and socialize that that was my priority for two and a half years and um you know truthfully it paid off within I think a month or two of, of finishing those degrees I got a promotion and a new role here at the company when you when you did that I hear a lot of uh concerns from um officers making the transition about um the quality of a distance learning program I, I, I'm asking you a question I really know already know the answer to, but I want you've been through it. Um, talk with, about the quality of the program that you experienced. You, you know, distance learning, I know you did some classroom or on-campus things to start and the end, but walk mm-hmm. me through that. So I think, first of all, you really need to vet the program that you're looking at. Um, some of these executive programs out there, if they're not using the same faculty that teaches their full-time program. It's a, it's a cash earner for them. There's a lot of for-profit universities out there. Um, so you need to look for a, a program that, one, has a really great reputation in their, on the full-time side of things. You know, Indiana is known for the Kelly School of Business. Um, and then figure out what makes that program unique. For me, I love the fact that Kelly had um, pretty much 100% of those professors taught on campus at either the Bloomington or Indianapolis um, business schools. I had the same professors that my friends in the full-time program had, and, uh, and and it offered me a lot of flexibility that I wouldn't have had in a full-time program. So uh, in full transparency, my plan when I got out of the Army, thinking that my experience wasn't that relevant, was to go full-time into an MBA program. I'd already taken the GMAT. I was ready to go when uh, my friend gave my number to Cameron Brooks and I got a call from you and, and really reconsidered that, that step. So just out of curiosity, since you got this master's in marketing and there's a Cameron Brooks alumnus that's at uh, Indiana University that we placed with Procter & Gamble, worked at Procter & Gamble for 15 years. His name's Ray Luther. He teaches a consumer marketing class and does some executive coaching. Did you ever come across Ray? I I did not, but I did come across a number of veterans in my program, including active duty veterans. And so, um, you know, that definitely made me feel like I could definitely carve out the time to to do my MBA while working if they can carve out the time while in Iraq or Afghanistan to to do their coursework as well. And um, how many nights a week were you on classes live? And if you couldn't make it, uh, how much did that put you behind? It really didn't put you behind. The only difference would be if you were able to attend the live classes, which I, we took two classes at a time, and it was four quarters. And so we didn't take four classes at a time. Um, so lectures were once or twice a week per class, all of them recorded. And the only disadvantage to not attending live would be um, having to wait on answers to your questions if you viewed it later and, and reached out to the professor. So I really didn't think that the um, I really didn't think that hindered me. In fact, if you're like me and um, a long lecture can kind of you can kind of 
um, maybe, you know, get distracted, the fact that those are recorded, I would often go back to those lectures and be able to catch points that I that I may have missed in the first viewing, whether live or recorded. Um, and I think it helped me be more focused in my studying and my note taking. Um, so I don't I didn't see any disadvantages there and, and I kind of loved the fact that my professors um, they took the distance those of us that were learning from a distance, their emails were set up for ours to come to the top. We were ahead of the line. Um, for folks that could see them in person for office hours because they knew that we were working and they knew that we were in different time zones. So I really felt like my professors made me a priority, particularly because I was learning from a distance. When you, um, uh, when you were doing the, the work and also going through the MBA program, uh, average or maybe the range uh, from low to high and then the average, how many hours a week did you have to devote to this? I would say low low end seven to ten hours. Yeah, which really is like one television episode a day. <laughs> right. Um but the high end, the challenges the courses that challenged me a bit more, I, I think about like twenty. I, I will tell you I had classmates who spent a lot more time. Um but I think that West Point's uh, Sayer method of, of tackling academics served me well in that regard. I, I was pretty well versed in, in studying and balancing time management, so um, that helped a ton. Great. Well, well, let's go into your career. Can you walk us through your career, where you started out at Mars, your subs, you know, what you did, uh, how you navigated to your next role, that that next role, and then the role after that. Sure. I, you know, what's interesting is that when I started working with Cameron Brooks, I was dead set on working in marketing in a consumer goods company. And so when I got the offer from Mars, uh, which was in shopper marketing, but technically in sales, you know, I think at first I was a little apprehensive because I had this um, almost a prejudice in my mind of what sales, quote unquote, was going to be like. But the reality is um, I had a, a brand manager tell me that, you know, especially at the time, shopper marketing was doing more um, true marketing, pure marketing, consumer promotions than a lot of brands were able to do because we worked directly with those retailers to bring our products to life on the shelf, in store, and online. So I started off as a shopper marketer working on Walmart, which is a fantastic experience. I was in um, Bentonville, Arkansas quite a bit, meeting at you know, Walmart headquarters um, and, and working on how working on marketing our products specifically to the Walmart customer. So my role as a shopper marketer was to get you to buy Mars Tech Care products at Walmart. And uh, from there, you know, one of the things that we try to do is make sure that we get experience working across different types of customers. And so after working with a mass retailer like Walmart, I was able to transition to what we call regional grocery customers to get an experience in that environment. Um, it's a smaller square footage store. The pet section is smaller. You know, every retailer has different rules about what you're able to do from a marketing perspective. Um, so to get the experience of not only meeting at a Walmart headquarters to discuss programming, um, but to, to, to be at Ahold or Publix or, or Meyer or HEB, to, it really um, broadened my um, experience with these different retailers and understanding how 
um, unique each one is, from some being business formal to some being very casual, um, some being more collaborative, some being more uh, nimble. It, it was really great, um, I think, to open up a circular or to walk into a store and see my work. So that was very fulfilling for me. For those that are thinking about the transition or those that are um, already out there, what two things would you recommend to people? I know it's general. It's going to be different from every company, but two things you'd recommend to people to really wow their bosses their their or other team members, things that they should be doing or focused on, like maybe it's two, maybe it's three, but to really wow them that they should be doing and being focused on. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that one thing that sets a a JMO or a a military veteran apart is is when you can really articulate your experiences but make them relevant to um, what that company is looking for. I think Cameron Brooks does a great job of preparing you to to speak in – non-acronym, not non-military speak terms to, to really get that across, to get your experience across. Um, I think properly representing your experience and being able to articulate that is the number one thing that you can do um, because that'll really speak for itself if, if you can get that across. Um, the other thing I'm seeing a lot of in um, my company and elsewhere is we work on cross-functional teams. It's a lot like being on a, a, a battalion staff, for example, where everybody has a different function, but you're coming together um, for, you know, a single mission. So emphasizing your ability to work cross-functionally, your ability to lead um, not only your subordinates, but to influence up as well as influence your peers to get the job done um, is something that you can you can definitely highlight from your experience. So. I think those are the two main things that I would highlight. Um, But overall, I would tell anybody thinking about leaving the military and and transitioning is to not undersell yourself uh, or even to yourself, to to really believe in your experience because that was was some confidence that I lacked as I was getting out. Um, I didn't – that's why I thought I needed to go to business school straight away because I didn't think what I already had in my toolkit was relevant. And my experience in transitioning really proved me wrong. And what would you recommend to JMOs, like one or two things not to do? Like, hey, don't, you know, this is a common mistake that people make. Try to avoid doing this. Uh, You know, Joel, I have, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. I have a pretty strong opinion about um, going straight from the military into like a, a business school program or MBA. Um, so maybe it's a little controversial. But I see when you get out of, I see you only have a couple of opportunities in your career to really have a fresh start and to um, to kind of hit that reset button and, and do something very different. I see getting out of the Army as one fresh start button. I see completing your MBA as another fresh start button. So a lot of people use the MBA to say, hey, I've been working in finance. That's not my thing. I'm going to get my MBA and transition to marketing. Um, When you go straight to business school right out of the military, um, I think that you're using both of those fresh starts at one time versus reserving one for later. Um, So that's one reason that I went straight into the workforce to gain experience was to learn 
what I liked and what I didn't like. And if I didn't like it, I could always go back to business school, get my MBA, and rebrand myself. Um, I think that if you want to go work for maybe a a big three consulting firm and and go to Harvard right out of the military, that's great. Um, But for me personally, I felt like I was using, you know, two fresh start cards at once if I went straight in. It's that, yeah, that's interesting. That's a take that I have not uh, heard before, uh, but really, um, I think that's a pretty valid one. Um, and uh, what do you find, at least within your, you know, you're well-connected. You see a lot of different other veterans, and you have a lot of friends who are working at a lot of companies. Do you see that most companies are pretty supportive of people? getting an MBA? Because I think that's a concern for many people making this transition that will my company be supportive of being able to to make this transition? You know, as a former personnel officer, I will say to everybody that your career path, nobody's going to care about your career path as much as you care about your career path. And so you really have to write your development plan and not be dependent on Um, somebody else to tell you what your next step is or to assume your next role. You know, when you get out of the military, um, that kind of goes away. And so as long as your MBA is relevant to what you want to do next, you can make the case for your manager to support you in that. You know, for me, everything about getting my MBA was relevant to the work that I was doing and the work that I wanted to do next. And I had a, essentially a, you know, a personal development plan written out for, you know, my next three to five years at Mars. And the MBA was just a natural, like, organic part of that growth. So it became something that my managers uh, were fully supportive of because I wrote that into my plan and showed them the relevance. I think you can do it. Um, You just have to bring them on board and show them why. Because a company is going to invest a lot of not just money into you, but, you know, energy and time into your development. And you got to make sure you show them that they're going to get that ROI. What, what would you say has been your greatest success, Aubrey, um, since leaving the military? You can make this personal. You can make it professional. Um, you can make it something impactful. What is it for you that you're just really proud of post-military that you've done in the business world? You know, I think that one of the reasons that I chose Mars as a as an employer coming out of the Army is that I went from the seven Army values to Mars's five principles. And one of our principles, mutuality, um, recognizes that we all have different needs, you know, depending on our stage of life, and then we accept associates who may choose um, work style or career options that are appropriate for their for their balance. And I think what I'm most proud of, Joel, is is really a, a hybrid of, of personal and professional. I've I've truly built a a home here at this company, and at the same time, my personal life has thrived. So, I I got married uh, two years ago, and uh, we are expecting our first child in February. And I work in a place that is wholly supportive of my work life balance and the way that that I need to be from um, making sure to support me through my education to now supporting me as I as I grow my family. So my proudest moment is really around this this work life 
hybrid and it's not a balance it's to me given me more fulfillment than i than i had before in my previous life congratulations uh on the baby in february and on, on on marriage a couple years ago um tips for uh for anybody on how you achieve that that balance for me it's about being organized I, you know i get i get teased a little bit i have a i have a tabbed binder at my levenger that i carry everywhere with me um but for me it's all been about staying organized and, and making and drawing boundaries you know i there are evenings where i know that i'm going to get to spend time with my husband and i will physically lock my work computer in my cabinet at work and not take it home because that's my priority and if I need to pull that laptop out another evening or another weekend, um, then I'll do that. But I, I feel very, you know, privileged to be able to um, to just be an adult and make those choices and kind of compartmentalize and stay organized. I think that's been um, the blessing for me because in the military, it was 24-7. <laughs> you never knew when you were going to get a phone call, um, whereas in my, in my current life, it's if people call me, it's for good reason. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's funny. It was yeah, not funny, but interesting. I was on the phone with a young man, very successful. I should say he's young. He's probably 30. He's uh, young to me. But uh, he, um, considering leaving the military, and I think for good reasons, he's not leaving um, because he dislikes the military, but because he's very, very curious about the business world. He's got a business degree. Uh, he's got a technical master's degree and very interested in what it has to offer. But his perception was is that if I go to the business world, he would have really the same quality or balance of life that it would just be all consuming. It would be interesting if that person came to you and said and made that comment to you. If I go to business, I'm really concerned that it's going to be all consuming. What would you say? I would say. Be careful which, you know, be choiceful of where you choose to work. I think the best advice that, that you all gave me was don't pick the job just based on the salary or the location or the name of the company. You have to pick the fit. Um, I, I think you, I don't know if you would remember, but this was not initially on my radar as my number one pick for company. But once I had that follow-up interview, I knew in my gut that I was going to the right place. So. I would tell him to be very choiceful of where he decides to go and that if he picks the right place, the quality of life will follow. I, I think that um, my quality of life now, the way that I use my time off, is is just infinitely better than when I, for me personally, than when I was in the military. I see my family so much more often um, the quality of my relationships with not only my husband but my friends is improved, and um, I'm very active in my local community as well. I've been able to find time for all of it. That's great. Well, that's really good. And what, since you've been in the military or been in, at Mars, um, what's like the best advice that you've received in career management since you've been at Mars? Um, there is a. We had a, a vice president. Um, when I started at Mars, named Russ Stewart, you may know, and he always told me that when you start to feel comfortable, it's time for your next role. When you start to feel com- 
not necessarily complacent, but so comfortable in your role that you're going through the motions and it's routine and it's easy, you need to be looking for your next role and you need to find, you know, the next challenge. Um, I truthfully, after spending four years in shopper marketing, I got to be very good at it and I was very uh, happy being an expert in that space. Um, but once I started to feel comfortable, I knew that I needed to do something new and different to continue to not only stimulate you know, my, um, my own brain, um, but to grow professionally as well. That's when you got to go. Excellent advice, uh, Aubrey. Um, you know, as we wrap up the, uh, the podcast in this episode, what would be any parting thoughts? If you were to talk to Aubrey Williams in 2012, 2011, what would your advice be? Oh, that's, that's a tough one, Joel, because I think, I think if I were to talk to, talk to her back then, I would say have faith in the process and have faith in yourself. Um, personally, I feel very vulnerable when I'm not an expert in the space. I very much pride myself on, on making myself an expert in everything I do. And um, to go through such a major transition as of career change from the military to corporate America and the consumer goods world um, is a bit scary. So I'd, I would tell her to have, have faith in the process and be open and, and be herself. Um, I kind of chuckled that uh, there was one, uh, one company at my conference with Cameron Brooks that said that uh, I was a bit too chatty and um, my response to that now would be, I don't want any company to hire me and not know that I'm a talker. <laughs> I'm much more comfortable in my own skin. Um, and, and I would tell her that if you are open and you are yourself, you'll, you're going to find the right fit for you. Great. Great. Aubrey, thank you so much for being on the, on the call and uh, being part of the podcast and a great Cameron Brooks alumnus. Congratulations on, your professional success, as well as uh, starting your family. It's a, just a phenomenal time of your life. And um, I was, just wrote a letter to my daughter. Uh, this is my advice to you. I just wrote a letter to my daughter who just started her freshman year in college that I feel like as soon as I get this parent thing figured out for one stage of life, it changes. And I've got to figure it out for the next one. I'm constantly catching up. So um, <laughs> good luck with being a parent. And just recognize that I don't think you ever master it. Because as soon as you get it figured out for one phase of your life, um, it changes. And I think especially as a working mom, you'll find that some of the days are long. Uh, but the, the time's going to go by incredibly fast and enjoy it. Thanks, Joel. And I'm and like I said, I'm, I feel really great about entering into this new chapter of my life working for such a supportive company. Um, I see moms, great you know, parents around me. Um, all the time making it happen, and, and honestly, that gave me the, the confidence and the and really the freedom to you know pursue my personal life goals as well as professional here. All right, thank you, Aubrey. Thanks, Joel.